Today on the podcast, we have myself, Michael Adams, we have David McCormick, and John Rahimi, who's doing a spot-on turtle impression right now. Is that, is that what you thought that was? It looked like a turtle. Okay, well, that's good. I thought it was more of like a puffer fish, to be honest. I don't know what was going on. I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> God bless America. Everything's falling apart. Um, yeah. So actually, I wanted to offer some clarification from two podcasts ago on the, okay. the, the boys to men. Oh, yes. Um, I did not mean to say that you can't use the phrase boys, that you can't say the word. Because basically the last like two weeks, I've like said it or thought it in my mind. I'm like, no, crap, I can't say that anymore. But that's not that was not the point of the podcast. The point of it was just to 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 note like the growth between like stages in life um, and like mental and uh, affective maturity kind of deal. So it wasn't like to say you can't say the words, just to understand like when you do say it, what are you, how are you living? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an important clarification. And all too. of America cheered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, barstool can still exist. Uh, unfortunately yeah. <laughs> now I, I think it's an important clarification because I, I kind of found myself I think it was right after the podcast I was like alright we'll see you later boys and I was like wait yeah. a second I can't say that yeah. I John's mean, gonna be mad ah. <laughs> I was like I, uh, goodbye men uh, is, what, do I, what do I say here brethren um, so I, and I think you even clarified it for us personally right there you're like no 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 like not that we can't say the words just we have to be more careful about the connotation that we're saying it in and we have to be thinking more of like what does it signify and what is it doing to those around us so just being more intentional maybe about the way we use it and mm-hmm. how we use it. yeah yeah so that's that um yeah <laughs> this is one of those days man it's just Straight up exhaustion. Yep, it's, like, it's finally catching up. I'm with sorry, Froze. It's like three weeks of exhaustion. Now we're in technical difficulty mode today. It's been a day. It's been yeah, a day. This is a this is a colorful one for the podcast. So yeah, we're, we're getting through it the best we can. Um, what's getting me through it is John looks like he kind of has a little bit of a five o'clock shadow on his forehead right now, and yep, I, I always find version. it very entertaining when bald people. Or people who chose to be bald, like John, you you chose to shave. Is that your like head. the PC term? Yeah, <laughs> chose to be bald. Um, I find it very fun when they cut their hair really short and then, like, they get like a little five o'clock shadow, like a little like mini buzz cut on the top of their head. After I think that's hilarious. Uh, so I've been staring at it, and it's been pretty entertaining. You know, I actually appreciate that. So I'm <laughs> surprisingly, no, I'm offended by your making fun of my being bald or choosing to be bald. Uh, but the other day when I was at uh, David's parents' house, I was there with Monica and Christina. I was talking to them. I was looking at Monica and I was like, I haven't seen her in a while. She might've gotten a haircut. Should I say something? I was like, hey, did you, uh, did you get a haircut? Uh, it looks a little shorter. She goes, no, I didn't get a haircut. I was like, oh, crap. okay. <laughs> and then Christina goes, did you notice I got a haircut? I was like, 
no, <laughs> sorry. Just a double I was like, whammy. I, actually, I thought it, I know. I was like, actually, I thought it looked longer. <laughs> I kind of put my foot in my mouth. Uh, then I was like, hey, do you guys notice that I got a haircut because I just shaved my head like yesterday? And they're like, oh, like whatever. So double standard for male. Those questions are always a trap. Yeah, totally. It's the bear trap. It's the bear trap. Clamp. When I finally when I finally cut my hair, I think like two weeks ago, there is everyone like a lot of people from work said something, and then like one person just ignored it. And I was like, I know you know I got my hair cut. Like I've got like six inches of my hair cut off in the last week. I know you know. (laughs) There was and then I feel like that if if there's ever a way that you can get confirmed that you know girls cut her hair brownie points instantly i thought i i'm forgetting what context it was but somehow like before i saw one of my friends so i mentioned like oh yeah and she just got a haircut and i was like okay i'm going to ask her like oh did you get a haircut because instant brownie points because it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah you noticed i'm like oh it looks really good it, it, it wasn't lying it did look good mm-hmm. but like i wouldn't have noticed to be completely honest like yeah john i didn't even notice i didn't even notice that you got a haircut to be completely honest but that all just might be my camera quality that, so yeah too yeah, it was long. It was like, Secrets are coming out. It was pretty, I didn't shave it for like three weeks, I think. So it was getting there. But wow. I know I've, so I was, that was I was busy. I didn't even have time to shave my head. Uh, but the other thing too, brownie points, right, is if you can tell if they colored their hair or highlighted it, those are big. Which is like, if you're in the sun, total, mm. you're like, it's a crapshoot. You're just like, uh, you might have. It looks kind of lighter. And like, no, I didn't. It's like, oh, okay, sorry. John, John, remember when you dyed your hair? You did, didn't you do, bring that didn't up. You do frost, frosted tips? Okay. Uh, well, one, you didn't know me back then. You don't know, you didn't know my life. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, freshman year of college, and I was having some acne problems. So I was using this face wash, and the light in my room at the dorm was like right above it. So it always just kind of like came right down on the on the tips of your hair. So it kind of like, oh, it's just lighter there because it's the light coming down. It's a very powerful light. So I didn't really notice anything. Um, I was using this face wash. And then for homecoming, my mother came down and was like, what the hell did you do to your hair? I was like, what do you mean? Nothing's wrong with it. It's totally normal. She's like, it's blonde in the front. I was like, no, it's not. And then I went back that and I was like, all right, it's blonde. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then, it, but it led into having an amazing Halloween costume because I was I have frosted tips. I can be Stefan from SNL and it was a killer mm. costume. And then that also didn't go over well with my mother because she didn't think that was a very funny costume. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen the photo of that. I would like you to send Wait, it to what? Me, please. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. You ever seen the one with me and Adam? Adam is drunk uncle and me. I'm Stefan? Nope, I don't think so. Oh, dude, it's quality. Yeah, please, His costume please send is spot on. Yeah, please send that. But the only, I, <laughs> I don't bring it up to embarrass you because I have had the similar experience sometimes with certain face washes that have like changed parts of my hair color. But, you know, I, I just really? had, yeah, it's a common thing. There's a chemical in it that does well, it. Right. Yeah. I knew that, but I've never seen you with like any differently colored. Well, hair. it's because whenever that would happen, I would just buzz my head and get rid of all my hair and start. Oh, from so scratch. this is not, not recently. No, this is like when I was like in probably late grade school, maybe early high school. So, oh yeah. 2000s, yeah. man. This, yeah, it was, it was a little, a little grungy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you ever dye your hair? I have not, no. I used to like shave it every year, though. I don't look great with a shaved head, to be completely honest. John, I don't think I, I, don't think I pulled off like you. Well, you got to have the beard help. Yeah, you, can't, shave. you can't be clean shaven. You just look like a thumb, you know? 
Yeah, nine-year-old me was not capable of growing a beard, unfortunately. <laughs> so I ended What's up just looking like an alien. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, never dyed my hair. I tried. I don't. It wasn't so much as intentional in high school of like laziness, but I let it get like the longest it's ever been, and it looks so bad because my hair is like a helmet. Mm. So my hair legitimately looked like the main character from the Lego Movie. Like, it just looked like it was, like, a one-piece thing that you would just put on. So, um, yeah, so that was, a, that was a tough that was a tough few weeks looking back. I'm like, man, I – it was, like I said, it was more sort of laziness. I just didn't want to go get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like, that literally just looks like I'm wearing just, like, the, the hair from the guy from the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no frosted tips. But you never know. There's still time. What if like Stay frosted? tuned. What if I frosted, like, my beard? That, that face wash again just rub it in nice, nice i feel like we it. should make a contest with people who listen or they have to do something and if it, if it goes well and they do it like we all have to get frosted tips to some degree like john has to have his beard frosted david and i have to get like a frosted tip on our head just a single frosted tip it doesn't have to be the full head but <laughs> yeah i that's interesting i i'm kind of scared of that i am planning on growing it out though i'm gonna i'm Good. not gonna shave it until probably august i think oh, it's my that's plan beautiful and go the whole summer so it's like seven months which is a long that's time <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens it does not grow evenly i've discovered at all mm. it uh it's sort of lopsided so um it might look really bad i might have to shave it but we'll see just i'll try, trim try it my up. best Get it it's, dude trimming is hard i was just talking to some of the guys here who also are bald and have large beards it's a, it's a trend we have a support group actually it's very very comforting we meet on tuesdays at 7 p.m um we were talking about it and he was his beer was huge and he just like had trimmed it but he had tried to like lightly trim it but then like it's so hard to do it well yeah because you like do a little bit too much on one side and then you try to do the other side and you get a little maybe less and it's just it's very hard to do it so that's i don't like shaving or trying to trim if i'm gonna do it i just go kind of like up against kind of close close yeah fair enough so that's an insight into John's hygiene practices. Moving on from that, uh, we can talk about something that is near and dear to all of our hearts, and that is communication. You guys love communicating, right? We all like to talk. Like, why, why do you say it's near and dear to our hearts? I don't know. I, 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 I told you, I'm tired. Like, well, I didn't know if there was like a specific thing. Like, I didn't know if it was one like, oh, making fun of Michael because he's bad at texting or if it was like, we it's like communication because yeah. we talk to each other a lot. I was like, I just wanted to make it sure. No, that was literally just an example of what we talked about in between podcasts. Of like, sometimes I start talking, I'm just hoping someone will come out that sounds relatively intelligent. And then I'm like, nope, it's not working, but that's okay. But thanks for calling me out and making everyone know how incoherent I am. You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) this came up because I have noticed that I do this and other people do this when talking to each other especially like on the phone or uh, you haven't seen someone in a while. The phrase, um, there's not much going on in my life or uh, I don't have much to update you on. And as I've thought about that, I'm like, "Mm, it's kind of a, kind of a cop out. Granted, there's a caveat here, right? It depends on who you're talking to in a certain sense, right? If you're just talking to someone who you're like not really close with and you don't see them that often, it is kind of like, Oh, I just kind of catch up with people. Then it's like, okay, you know, you don't need to like, you can update people on a few things in your life. You don't need to worry about going into excruciating detail or like what's, you know, 
all these deep, dark secrets of your life. But if you're in conversation with an actual close friend who you do share with, um, it's even there still a temptation to do this where it's like, oh, I don't have much to update you on. Nothing's really going on. It's like, mm, yeah, that's that's a cop. I think it's just sort of like laziness, fear, insecurity. There's just like a myriad of things which could be going on there. But I think it's an important thing to note that's happening. And then we need to like combat it seriously because um, it can get toxic in your own life and in the dynamic of the relationship really quickly. So I just want to dive into this sort of like, how do we, how can we communicate well in friendship so that when we go to pray, we know how to relate our lives to God more consistently and more thoroughly without fear, without insecurity. Um, and without turning into what we talked about last time, that kind of just, you know, I'm just talking to myself basically and processing things Mm -hmm. instead of praying. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're headed. Yeah, John, I think, well, one, I've noticed that I, I do this and you said like, I I can do this sometimes. Um, but this isn't just popped in my head. The thing is kind of funny or sometimes I'm just really bad at thinking on the spot. (laughs) People like, Oh, like what's been going on? I'm like, I can't remember anything I've done in the past three months. (laughs) Um, things are good, I think, but no, um, yeah, I, I can kind of, I do think that it has a, um, in certain sense, like, yeah, you don't want to go into detail about like what I just ate for lunch. Like you don't have to like dive into, unless something really interesting happened, but like, yeah, I think it's just like with close friends, maybe someone's making that effort. Cause I feel like it is much easier. Just kind of like, Oh, nothing really is going on. Um, and then I feel like oh, a lot of times you feel like you've had the same conversation with people 20, like 20 times in a row, because you're like, Oh, I'm keeping having the same conversation. It's like, well, I keep on telling people the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another part is just kind of like, a little bit of like vulnerability as well. Just being like, yeah, I want to share this. I don't have to go into excruciating detail. Depends on the relationship, obviously. But I had a situation with like a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while, a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to them and kind of having a conversation, um, just kind of like I'm catching up. And the part part of me was kind of like, yeah, you know, all right, I think I like, all right, I think I think it's time for me to get out of this conversation. But another part of me is like, actually, no, you haven't seen this person in a while. Why don't you try to actually like put in a little bit more effort? And we ended up actually having like a really great conversation. And I think it was kind of like that decision of like, yeah, all right, actually, I think we'll try to dig a little bit deeper here. I'm not going to ask them a super personal question, but like maybe kind of like, yeah, actually ask what's going on. Um, and another, uh, another thing that just quick tidbit I found interesting is if you're talking to someone, and I've tried this out before, is if you ask someone how they're doing and they'll give you an answer. And sometimes only with like close friends, I've been like, no, but how are you actually doing? They'll give me a completely different answer. Just something. Yeah, who knew? Something that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that, I like what you said there about the, you can have the same conversation with people a lot of times and get frustrated, but it's even in like close friendships where you find yourself, if someone asks you how you're doing that you like, don't want to share again. It's like, I already told them this the last like 20 times we've talked because I'm still dealing with the same thing. It's like, I don't want to have the same conversation again because I like hate that I'm still dealing with this, this issue. So I was like, oh, I, you know, nothing to update you on. It's like, well, if they're like, your friend actually wants to hear what's going on in your life, like they want to hear that that's still going on. They can like enter into that with you and like, you know, intercede and, you know, reverence it a little bit and offer encouragement instead of just being like, oh, I don't really know what's going on with that dude, you know. Um, so I think that's a really good point to bring up. That can happen. And also the good clarification you said, we don't need to be like, 
meandering through our day being like, well, then I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then I went downstairs. It's like, no one cares. All right. Like that's not important. All right. Like it could be, but like for the most part, that's just like extraneous detail that doesn't really need to be parsed out. Like I'm talking about real, like what is happening in your life joy wise? Uh, where's God working? Where is he moving? How are you dealing with things? Um, you know, whatever, but like, not just, <laughs> not just watch uh, on, uh, not just, um, <laughs> anyways michael you have any thoughts about this uh yeah a little bit i my mind's blanking a little bit now after hearing but i think for me it's also you have to take into consideration like everything with context i hate saying yes. the word but that's no, true like if i were to run into one of you two in the next week let's say on the street and be, oh my gosh i haven't seen them in a year or whatever it may be, or a week or two. It's like, well, on the street, I have five minutes to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And that five minutes, me like bringing up all of my like personal stuff or like really trying to dive in deep to them. Yeah. It's less of like an actual true friendship and more of like, oh, I want to like, I just want to know and I want to tell you. I just want to know and I want to tell you. And it's mm-hmm. less of like, I actually care because we don't have the, you don't have the time necessarily to like really dive into being a friend in that situation i think i think it's also oftentimes like you just hear the information i feel like john disagrees with me but <laughs> i have a hard time because it's like oh if i only have five minutes like well what can i really get to know or what can i really like tell someone in that five minutes like i personally in those types of situations i love like setting aside time of like hey i'm gonna go grab a beer with this guy or yep. hey i'm actually gonna get on the phone with this person and i think in the situation where you do have that five minute interaction yes you can be like hey like actually it's been i've had a really tough time recently like i would love to actually talk in more detail in the near future like can hey can we get together later this week or can we call this week um it's been really tough or like there's this really great stuff i want to tell you about um i guess that's hard i think i've experienced it too where people have like tried to force it where it's like oh i haven't seen someone in a while and this is typically with people who aren't like really close with me um who would they will try to like force like oh we haven't seen each other or talked to each other in a long time like tell me everything that's going on in your life in the next five minutes i'm always like no i'm not doing that <laughs> there's a reason we haven't seen each other or talked to each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and so it gets into like i have a balance there obviously that probably isn't 100 correct but i am one of the people who probably leans towards if i'm going to have a conversation with someone i really care to get to know what they're doing and want them to want to tell them what I'm going to do or what I'm doing. I prefer to actually set aside time for that. Or if I know that we're going to be together for an extended amount of time, like, Oh, I ran into you and now we're going to be together at the same party for the next two hours. Mm -hmm. I have no problem having that conversation there, stepping aside and being just one-on-one. But I think there's something there just to be able to better love someone. It has to be an intentional thing of like, I don't want to just hear this and move on. I want to hear this and actually enter into it. I want to be able to talk to you about it. I want to be able to share that with you, not just hear, take in, leave. Yeah. And so, yeah, to, I was making a face at you because, uh, not because of what you said, I think it's really good. Um, I'm thinking for sake, it's like what you just described is incredibly realistic and like, it's real. It's like, that's how we, this is how interactions happen. Mm -hmm very diverse in their you know length and uh circumstances so it's important to note that to make those distinctions so that was mm-hmm. good good call so i wasn't disagreeing there what i was disagreeing with was 
just something you said, maybe it was just offhanded, but I think it's important to, to dive into, but so I can't be a true friend. I feel like I'm not being a friend in those moments where I'm not like being super invested. I only have five minutes. And I think you don't lose like the identity or like role of friend just because you have five minutes. If I ran, ran into you on the street and it was like, Oh, like there's Michael. I only have five minutes. What's up. Hey, how you doing? Great. Okay. Blah. I don't cease to be your friend because I didn't like enter into that with you. And like the, the yeah. comparison I would make is like, as we're going to shift into that later on the topic about God, is it like similar to how I said last week about if I have five minutes at the end of the day and it's all I have. And I'm, what I'm used to is this really in-depth like hour of prayer with the Lord. And I'm with my friend, I'm used to like in-depth conversations where we can really like get into things, but this time I only have five minutes. Can I just, receive what's being given i.e like their presence receive it with gratitude and with joy and thank god for it and mm-hmm. then move on so it's like i can yeah. receive that and basically it's, it's accepting reality for what's for what it is yeah i guess i'll make a quick clarification although i agree with you and i think that was probably more important it's probably a good segue that i did probably misspeak but what i was more leaning towards was uh when you see someone for five minutes and you actively try to dive in deep oh okay yeah and it's like well you can try to dive in deep but i can't really truly encounter you or be there for you because we have this time constraint where we're going to be going our opposite ways in five minutes Um, so that was more kind of where i was like i can't be a true friend because i can't necessarily enter into it the way that i would want to if we're going to be talking about like how each other really are outside rather than just having like a five minute like almost like elevator pitch like hey how things are going real quickly like give me the cliff notes i'll give the cliff notes of me great let's talk later this week then and actually dive into this um but i think that's true when it comes to god is because we have to look at like the reality of relationship and the reality of we don't necessarily always have an hour to spend with every friend even if we would want that and it happens with our prayer life too like we said last week like sometimes you get to prayer and it's 8 45 and you have to get up early at 6 30 the next day and you're like i want to go to bed you know i just i'd want to go to bed and it's like, okay, well, what can you offer and how can you offer it the best way? Uh, and it, it comes down to just intentionality within that conversation. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see kind of how this translates into our prayer life and into our relationship with how we converse and relate to God. Because I have an idea of kind of how it happens. I, I, I'm very excited to see kind of where you take it though, John. Hmm. David, any thoughts, feelings, desires? No, I think just kind of um, going off of what Michael said, I do kind of see that, um, especially in prayer, as Michael said, is like if you're getting to it a little bit later, I know I was talking um, with a priest about that, and he was saying, well, he was like, oh, yeah, like I experienced that too. And I was like, wait, what? And um, you experienced that as well. But he was like, yeah, like it might not always be the picture perfect way that you might want to enter into prayer, but like that time that you are giving is still valuable. And I think some, some place that I know I have fallen into is like, oh, I only have a few minutes here. So like God would not want me to spend time with him in that way. So I'm going to push it off until I have more time. Um, and so like just waiting until like it becomes picture perfect opportunity um, where then I can enter into prayer. Um, instead of just honestly facing up to reality and be like, yep, I have five minutes. You're still valuable and I'm going to do what I can. Um, and not waiting for, yeah, that, like what we would consider to be like the right opportunity. I think too, like I think of even more like when you have that interaction for five minutes with someone, 
sometimes you can leave that and they'll be like somebody could be like oh like i heard you saw john today how was that like it was good but you know like we only had five minutes it really i don't know wish we could have had more time together like it was okay because we didn't really actually get to spend much time and we do the same thing i think in prayer it's like we devalue the interaction because of the length like i could have a five minute conversation with either one of you and it could be a tremendous five minute conversation that i could walk away and say that was incredible i really loved that i'm so happy i got that time but typically we look at it like well we only got five minutes like think of how good it could have been like it could have been so much better if we had more time or we just look back and it's like it was five minutes like that didn't mean anything like didn't mean anything to them like they didn't care it was just kind of like whatever and we do the same thing i think with prayer where it's that fomo of like oh my gosh think if i had more time to spend in prayer it'd be so much better or oh my gosh i only had five minutes or i only had 10 minutes whatever it is to pray today like obviously it's it wasn't that good if it was good it would have been longer it can only the constraint for it being good prayer is that there is a certain length of it and we just completely devalue anything that we do do. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really true. And I think what, what happens a lot of times, um, I can start like relationships and then in with relationship with God, but like we, David, you kind of mentioned this, like there's this fear and insecurity, like, people don't care about this stuff in my life. So I'm not going to share it with them. So I'll just give them like the big stuff. And only when the big stuff is there, like if there's just like little things going on, like they don't really care about that stuff. And you know, whatever, my life's not that interesting. And so like, I fall in that trap tons. Um, and so like the way to get out of it um, that then helps when we go to prayer, I think is it does have to start small. So it can't just be like, all right, I want, I desire to like be more vulnerable and open with my friends and to like really like share with them authentically and to receive what's being given no matter what the time frame is, take for what you get. Um, it has to start with like, yeah, the things that aren't really like that. Uh, I hate to say deep because like they're important to your life, but I guess like classically deep topics, right? Um, so just be able to share people like what is actually going on in your life in a more like specific and concrete way instead of saying like, oh, you know, things are good and, you know, works fine or classes are going well, yada, yada. But like what is going well about them? How are, they, like, how is that going? So just like be able to name something specific. I think that's a good place to start working on it in a relationship. It's like, hey, like this is going on in my life and I'm excited about it. It's like, oh, okay, like, great. Now I can like, you can get a little have a conversation and that can be in five minutes. That doesn't have to be like an hour long thing. It's just know like, oh, now I know that like, you know, Michael's excited about this new thing that's happening in his life or, you know, so-and-so is. That's all I need because I can take that and carry that with me to know like, okay, that's where they're at right now. And maybe that could change tomorrow. But I have that with me and I can intercede for that or, you know, just hold that and encourage them in that. I mean, like that was really beautiful to see in them. So when we go to God, right, we get to this point where uh, we show up in prayer and it's like, all right, God doesn't want to hear about like, he doesn't care what, what, what my day was before this or what my day is going to be after this. He just cares about right now. And so I have to like push all that aside and none of that stuff matters. It's just like, how do I enter into this moment where something else is going to happen that's totally unrelated, but is going to be really impactful for me in some way. I think that's total garbage. I think we like actually need to relate our day and our experiences to the Lord. Like, what was I feeling throughout the day? What was I thinking about? Was God present there? Did I feel his presence? Was I totally aloof from him? And then related like, Hey Lord, like this was going on. I, that sucked. Or that was really amazing. Like, thank you for that. And just to sit with it and see how he responds. It's like the stuff of our day 
is real fodder for prayer for that deeper like encounter with them when they start you start to get into it but i think it really does like if the first five minutes of your prayer are just like relating things to god that's good that's fine but it can't then like snowball into a self-conversation like we've talked about it has to be like now i shut up and i listen um and i i desire to like hear what the lord has to say to me and not just to like process things it's a matter of conversation I think back to last year, um, I was talking to a friend and I forgot what I was talking about, but I was like, oh yeah, like this like thing that was like, um, really important happened. And I think I have like, um, I'm like anxious to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And they were like, oh man, like that's gotta be really, um, that's gotta be really special to bring to prayer. And I was like, haven't really brought it to prayer. They're like, well, it sounds like it's really important to you. I'm like, yeah, it is. And they're like, wouldn't it be important to God? And I'm like, uh, no. And I was like, wait, oh, like, I guess like he would want to hear it. But like, I think it's like sometimes trying to like, I need to present myself to God in a certain way. Sometimes I have that feeling of like, all right, all those other things I experienced today are not important enough. So I'm going to try to forget that and present like a certain side of me. Um, and I think it just comes some like from a, I just made us like a lack of trust, or like a lack of awareness that like, yeah, God wants to know what's happening in our life and he wants to like hear from us as well. So I don't know if this is like too broad of a sweeping statement, but um, I think it, it definitely is. But I think it's just something that has helped, helps me to reflect of like, if something's going on in your life and you haven't brought it to prayer, it's really not that important to you. That And now I know that kind of is like a sweeping statement that does not mean like, oh, it's you haven't brought it to prayer. It's really not important to you. But I think it just kind of helps you reflect of like, if it, if it really is important to you or even just smaller things, like God wants to know that. And one of the best things you can do is bring that into prayer because he would just be so joy to hear that and that you're sharing that instead of like, I choose what I want to present. I deem what's worthy and what's not worthy. And I'm going to decide for him what he wants, what he wants to know about my life and what he wants to know about me. I think it kind of goes into... I know you said there's different sources, maybe, maybe it's insecurity or maybe it's lack of trust. Uh, maybe this might be a personal experience, but I honestly think it comes into like a personal judgment of your own self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, I think when it comes into like, I don't want to share this cause I am trying to be like so prim and proper, like I'm presenting my best self to God so that he doesn't see the ugly things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, he, I'm not worthy of showing him everything. Like, he's only worthy of the good things because he is supreme goodness. So anything that I need to give him, I just need to give him my best version of myself when in reality, God, yeah, he wants all of the, the, the nitty gritty parts of our selves. And John, it was really cool. I thought what you mentioned earlier of like, Hey, like that really sucked. And I want to tell you that that really sucked. Like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when it comes to prayer, there's this temptation of like, like I just said, like only, the good like we have to be so prim and proper and i i've fell into the temptation of like oh i can only like praise god and thank god i can't ever like really voice my frustration um and recently that's been changing where i would just be like you know what like today honestly was just a really <laughs> it just sucked today was a bad day god like i just did not enjoy this or i did not enjoy that like that was really that was really tough for me to do or tough for me to go through and I felt a lot of peace in that, just knowing like 
it's like kind of venting to a friend almost and like actually venting to someone who can do something and help you with it too, which is even more useful. But I, I found that it's like being able to voice that and being able to sit with that and invite God into those moments. It feels like a more real encounter of a friend with another friend rather than me going to like a boss, honestly, like going to yeah. a boss for a one-on-one and then being like, how are things going? And me being like, everything's great. I, let me show you all this good thing that I did. Like, let me show you how worthy I am of your praise and of mm-hmm. your love. When in reality, it's like, I actually need to go to the boss, the friend God. And I need to actually be like, Hey, I'm actually struggling with this. I want your help. Hey, this is going really great. Thank you for that grace thank you for that blessing but here are the other things that are going on i want to tell you everything so that you can better love me you can better direct me obviously that kind of is and has some different constraints on it too with just like the wording i'm using but generally i think the point i'm trying to get across is it's a good one for sure i mean it's it's something that i was talking david to your dad about yesterday but like we when we vent that stuff to the Lord, it's not just so I can like have a gripe fest and be like, oh, everything's awful. This day suck. And it, it, there is nothing good in it. Cause that's just not true. Uh, what often happens like, is we just like, we get bogged down in the things that were difficult and painful. And we just, we lose sight of what was good and what, what good is, you know, being worked out there. And so like the beauty of bringing it to prayer is that you say, God, that sucked. Please help me to see where you were in it. How are like, what was the gift you were giving? Cause like scripture says, God gives us, I think it's Job, like we accept good things from God. Should we not also accept evil? So how do we accept the evil things, like the bad things or seemingly bad, I guess, um, into our lives as gifts? Like everything is from the hand of God in our lives. If we really believe that, which is hard, but like that's real faith. The other thing though, I think was, is, um, is beautiful is that um, what you guys are talking about and hitting on Michael, especially with like, I'm presenting my best self. I'm looking at this picture that, David, you and Christina got me for my birthday of the Mandalorian. And uh, a conversation I had with my pastor about it over, over Christmas when we watched it was the end of the season, spoiler alert, of season two. The Mandalorian takes off, his, or he's like saying goodbye to Baby Yoda. And he has his helmet on. I mean, he's got this armor that's like impervious. It's like this perfect shield. Um, and he's saying goodbye to Baby Yoda. And Baby Yoda's like, uh-uh, I'm not leaving yet. And like reaches out his hand. He wants him to take off the helmet to see his real face, to see his true like hidden form underneath that, like the human side of him. And he takes it off. And there's this beautiful moment where like, he reaches out and he touches his face. And he's like, oh, wow. Like, that's what it feels like to be like, to be seen and like to have that part of me like touched by this like, you know, innocent, pure goodness. So you think like with God, like we present ourselves with like our armor on, like our shield up. And it's like, here, like, look how strong and good I am. And then God's like, nah, like take that off. I want to like, I want the real, you, I want to, t- I want to speak into that. And I want to touch that. And that's really, really difficult to do, especially when we're like radically afraid. And we think that like, we don't matter. It's like, no, this doesn't matter. Um, and granted, this isn't a, it's not a one-to-one comparison to friendship. Like you can't do this with all of your friends. You shouldn't be like sharing everything with, you know, even if there's, it's a close friend, you only have like one or two of these friends in your life who you can really do this with. And you should only do this with. So I would go to like random person who I'm like good friends with, but I shouldn't be saying like, here's like all of my stuff that's going on. It's like, no, like I'll share a little bit with you um, just to give you an insight into my life and like to share that with you. And so you can see like what's there um, and invite other, and just, it's good to see that. Cause then you realize 
oh, people do actually care about me when we do that. And that helps to like build you up so that you can go before the Lord and say, Lord, I've had this experience and you can share that with them. And he goes, yeah, of course you have dummy. I've been doing that to you the whole time. And you're not listening. Like it always happens with the Lord first, but oftentimes it feels like it happens second where it's like, oh, I saw it here in this instance. And now it's happening here in prayer. It's like, well, God's always been loving us first. We just don't see it until like he reveals that to us in a clear way, like, or we just happen to come across it in, in our ordinary lives. Mm-hmm. I guess really the last thing I have on the topic too, kind of like you're saying there, it is, it isn't a one-to-one ratio, just turn over from friendship to relationship with God. But I do think that one prepares you for the other. Uh, I think that the more that you're conversing with God in this way, the easier it is to have those conversations with that yes. one or two close friends. But in Conversely, I think honestly, for me, having a couple of those like really deep conversations and really those full life updates with friends, that has actually helped open me up to doing that with God in prayer because it becomes more natural and more normal for me to share that with someone. And suddenly I become comfortable taking off that armor and showing my true self more. And the more I do that with friends, I find the more I do that with God. And conversely, the more I do it with God, I find myself doing it more with friends. Um, so it just kind of, uh, there's not really much there, but just something to kind of maybe think of in those friendships when you're doing that of like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. How do I, how do I get better at taking off that armor? It just, it starts with, okay, well, if you're struggling to do it with friends, start doing it with God. If you're really struggling doing it with God, try to challenge yourself to do it with maybe a couple of friends and just allow those to feed into one another. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is just that it also does affect the way that we we share with those people who aren't as close in our lives because yep. um, who aren't those one or two friends, but maybe like another, the next circle out or the next circle out that because I know now that I have that person or persons, friends, and then also God who I can share that with, it becomes the outlet for that to come out and to like be secure in. So that when I share like less with those people, I don't need to feel like, Oh, I didn't share enough with them. And I'm not like, I'm not getting what I like need out of this. In, in friendship like where that is being given and received mm-hmm. um but also yes yeah, so like there becomes a comfortability and like security there um with not having to share as much um and that's just really helpful to know like it's the it's the beauty of like friendship where it's like yeah i don't need to like pour my heart out right now or i can feel comfortable giving what i give and and that's good um but it needs to be like this again it needs to be lived out like we have to like you practice you try sometimes you share too much sometimes you share too little and that's just like the way life works. You kind of like parse it out and, you know, you grow up. But this is where prayer comes in. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep. And as John said in the Kung Fu Panda podcast, prayer is relational. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it might, it, it's, it's not wild to think that, that there are similarities in prayer that there are in your relationships with other people. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Good stuff. That's why you're Shifu. Shifu um well thank you everyone for listening again please pray for us we'll be praying for you if you have any questions comments or anything please reach out to us at thecatchcc at gmail.com and quickly before we leave we got two words from our friends over at covenant eyes and bishop sheen rosaries first with covenant eyes if you or somebody knows struggling with addiction to pornography uh, make sure to go check out their useful software as well as books, videos, all of those resources using the the link in the description below. And if you are looking for a new handy dandy, durable, pretty unique, cool rosary, go check out Bishop Sheen Rosaries. They're some of our college buddies and they're doing really great work over there. So make sure to go check out them and support them in any way you feel called to. Uh, But 
Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Adios. Peace. See ya.